sun-filled days, amazing food, incredible wine, and heart-stopping views, Lisbon has become a destination of choice for lots of good reasons. Join us, Tori, and Paul, two proud Portuguese Americans, as we explore our favorite city and transport you to Lisbon with love. Bom dia, Paul. Bom dia, Tori. And bom dia to our listeners. Welcome back to To Lisbon with Love, a travel podcast about the beautiful city of Lisbon. So our last several episodes, we have talked a lot about food and wine. So what else is there? <laughs> um, there's actually quite a lot more to talk about. And, you know, food and wine is really an important part of any culture. And I think, you know, especially when you're traveling, it's really it's a great way to experience and understand a country. And, you know, when we're thinking about Portugal and Portuguese wine and food, we talked a lot about the salt cod, which is bacalhau, and the rich wine regions that give us both port wine and regular wine. And, you know, I think it was great to talk about those things because they are especially important to the Portuguese cultural identity. And in this episode, we're going to talk about something else that's very important to the Portuguese cultural identity, and that is fado music. Yeah, so I think if you're getting ready to take a trip to Lisbon, you'll hear this word fado quite a lot. You'll read about it. You're probably intrigued by what it is. So how would you describe fado to our listeners? Well, first of all, literally translated, fado means fate or destiny. So in a way, it's like fate music. But to describe uh, Fadu more broadly, it's very much like a, a Portuguese soul music or, or blues. It's, uh, it's very powerful emotionally, and oftentimes it's characterized by feelings of longing or mourning, although there are happy Fadu songs as well. But I think that Sort of typically, that's the way that Fadu music is thought of. So there are some important elements to Fadu music. Well, in terms of instrumentation, Fadu music pretty much always includes what is known in Portugal as a guitarra, which literally means guitar. But in, uh, in Portugal, when you say guitarra, they're referring specifically to a Portuguese guitar which is a 12-string guitar, sort of a wide body, almost like a teardrop-shaped uh, body, the very um, sort of high-pitched, almost twangy uh, sound to it. And in addition to that, there'll be another acoustic guitar that's very similar to wh uh, what you would see anywhere as an acoustic guitar, which in Portugal is actually known as a Spanish guitar. And so the history of Fadu is actually a little bit murky. There's no clear, you know, kind of timeline as to how Fadu was introduced in Lisbon. But we do know that Lisbon is a port city. And so because of its nature and because of, you know, the trade that happened there, there is definitely a lot of influence from other regions of the world, like Africa and Indonesia. And so for many people who are hearing Fadu, for some, I think they'll hear the sounds of, of these other cultures. I would agree. It's definitely a, a music of the people and a music of, uh, of many different types of people. Yeah. And 
I mentioned that it originated in sort of the ports of Lisbon. So what you're really hearing in terms of the lyrics that are part of many of the especially earlier Faldu songs are, you know, the lyrics of work, of a little bit of hardship. You know, you're you're hearing the sort of stories of the sailors and the courtesans and the worker who's there. And so there's definitely this sort of style to it that is that is about hardship in some way. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, but also, apart from Lisbon, there's another Fadu tradition that developed, and that was from the city of Coimbra. Coimbra is a university city. The University of Coimbra is the, the oldest and most prestigious university in, uh, in Portugal, many hundreds of years old. And there is a style of Fadu music that developed there that differs in some ways from the style in Lisbon. And part of the reason for that is that it was developed largely around the university. So back in the day, the university only consisted of men. So in Coimbra Fadu, only men do the singing. And the songs tend to be a little bit more about courtship, like groups of students would maybe sing under the window of a woman that they were, you know, trying to get the attention of. And another interesting difference is that in Lisbon, like most places around the world, when there is a performance and you want to show your appreciation for that performance, you clap your hands. Well, in Coimbra, at Fadu uh, performances, you would not clap your hands. You would instead make a sound that's very much like clearing your throat. And that's the way that you show your appreciation. That's so interesting. Yeah, it really is. I, I'm not sure exactly where that part came from. But yeah, it is It is a diff, uh, an interesting difference. I just love that image of these like young gentlemen like at the windows of, of the young women that they were longing for and singing to them. It's, it's, very, um, it's very romantic. I like it. It's nice. Yep. <laughs> But as we mentioned, a lot of the music or a lot of the faldus that you'll hear do talk a lot about kind of like the life of the poor. And there's this idea of like resignation or, or fate, this idea of longing, of resignation, of this hardship that is actually really connected to this another idea that runs really through the Portuguese identity. Yes, there's a word in the Portuguese language that doesn't really appear in any other language, and there's no single word uh, way to translate it into other languages, and the word is saudad. This word refers to a very deep sense of longing, of sadness, of maybe regret, and, and it's not just longing for something that you've had and lost which it could be. Sometimes it's longing for something that you've never had or something that you know can never be. And it's it's a very it's a very powerful word that captures a lot of emotion in in a way that's sometimes difficult to describe. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I keep I keep hearing my mother's voice in my head as we talk about this. She would often say, you know, thank you so dodge and I even though I was young, I knew that it wasn't so much about like, you know, I miss this thing or I miss this person or I miss this place. There's, There was something about it that was really talking about a void almost, like 
like even if this person comes back or this or I return to this place or whatever, something has changed. Something has is like no longer there and I am affected by it. I understand that because that has changed, I have changed also. And so it's interesting, you know, because oftentimes when I do read about Saudage, people are translating it as longing or missing, but it's really more this like recognition that that something has been altered. Yeah, it's it's a really, really complex uh, emotion and and word. When I hear the word, what I think of more than anything else actually is a song from one of my favorite movies of all time and what I consider to be one of the best movies of all time. And this movie, people who know me will not be surprised when I say this, is the original Muppet movie from 1979 which I, I think is absolutely a wonderful film. Uh, for those who have seen it, or for those who haven't seen it, basically the plot is that Kermit the Frog decides that he's going to be a movie star, he's going to travel to Hollywood, and along the way he makes all these friends who share his dream. So they're all going to go to Hollywood and become movie stars. And they're one day away from Hollywood, the day before their big audition, and their car breaks down. And as the day turns into night, the sun is setting. It's this deserted road. They're in this desert. It's clear that nobody's going to come by and help them. And it's clear that their dream, their dreams have been dashed. They will never make it to Hollywood for the audition. And they're all sitting around and they're miserable. The character Gonzo, who to this point in the movie has been pretty much there for comic effect. He's this ridiculous character who says these silly nonsensical things but he starts singing this song this really sad really remorseful song and the song is called i'm going to go back there someday and as he sings the song you realize that the there that he's talking about that he's going to go back to is actually hollywood even though he knows that he's not going to make it there. He knows that he's never going to make it there. He still feels like he's been there because he's dreamt about it. The dream was so real to him that that he feels like on some level he has been there, but on another level, he knows that he never will be. And it's and it's that dichotomy and just the the really remorseful way that he sings the song that is like so powerful to me and that is so so indicative of Saudad where it's this he knows things are never going to be the same and he's longing for this thing that he's never even had in the first place yeah that is really interesting right it's that altered state that sort of I am changed by something that I have no power or control over and I'm different because of it yeah, and I, I think this was a very powerful song, not just to me, but to Jim Henson himself. In fact, uh, Jim Henson had asked that at his memorial service that that song be performed because he, it meant so much to him. He thought it was such a wonderful song. And in fact, at his memorial service, the man who did the voice for Gonzo performed it live, which I think is, is a really nice touch. Mm. So... For those of you who have never listened to Father Music, to me, if you listen to that song and if you know its place in the movie, you get a small taste of Saudad. 
Yeah. And it's interesting because, again, you don't need to know the words to follow music. Um, I'm sure many people who listen to it don't know the words. But again, that that hugely emotional pull that you feel, the sorrow in their voices, the the longing, the passion and anger. I think that's something that we all like kind of primarily connect to. Yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't understand the words to most of the father songs that I hear. Um, I'll pick up a phrase that I understand, but in terms of, if I've never heard a Fadu song before, if you ask me, can I tell you exactly what happened in that song, I probably can't. But it almost doesn't matter because the emotion that is expressed by the Fadishtas, the Fadu singers, is just so overwhelmingly beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any favorite Fadu songs? Well, one that I do know what's going on, and it's a wonderful song that I love, is a song called Barku Negru, which means black boat. And it's this song about this woman on the beach. Her husband was a fisherman, and he went out to sea, and he never came back. And it's obvious to everyone that he's not coming back, that his, that his ship sank and he's never coming back. But this woman refuses to believe that. And she says, you know, the other people, the other women on the beach, they say you're not coming back. They're crazy. But really, I think deep down she knows he's not coming back, but she just can't bring herself to accept it. And it's really, really uh, powerful. Yeah. So there's this famous Fadishta uh, named Marisa, who is amazing. And if you have the, the opportunity to ever see her live, you should. Um, but she does a cover of this song. And the first kind of like notes that she belts out and the first verse that she belts out is just so powerful. She is just like this, the scream of this woman who is in deep pain, but she's like longing again for for her lover to come back from the sea definitely listen to that because that just like sends like chills up my spine every time I hear her sing that. So uh, what uh, what other songs uh, do you like in the Falu genre? Yeah, so I, you know, we're talking a lot about how Falu can be a little melancholy or sad, but there are actually Falus that are um, very joyful and, you know, very, very sweet. There's a song called Uma Casa Portuguesa, which I absolutely, absolutely love. And it's just about like the Portuguese home, you know? It's very humble and it's simple, but it's so welcoming. It's just like such a beautiful song and poem that I just, I love it. And it even mentions called Verde, which is <laughs> the best soup. So I love it. <laughs> you love called Verde. I do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just so sweet and so descriptive. And I love that. There's also this other, I think, you know, again, some of the other themes that Faldu plays with is about the sort of um, Portuguese pride in, in nation and, and, in, and in their city. There's this beautiful song called Lisboa Nina e Moça, and it's, it's basically a love song about Lisbon. And in, and in the song, Lisbon is compared to this young woman who's like fresh out of girlhood. So there's this like mixture of innocence and joyfulness and sweetness juxtaposed to this like woman who has like confidence and maturity and it's just a beautiful love song really to Lisbon and it's just so lovely and then my other favorite song 
you can tell that I really love Fatou songs. <laughs> um, but my other favorite song is this beautiful song called Ugente de Minha Terra. And I think this is also a song that Marisa wrote the lyrics to. And this song is actually about Faldu and Saudade, but it's also really about, it's a song to the Portuguese people about having this in common. And there's this verse in it that I love that says, Ugente minha terra, agora que eu percebi, esta tristeza que trago foi de vos que recebi. And it's basically saying the people of my land, it is now that I understand that the sorrow that the sorrow that I carry is the sorrow that I got from you. And again, it's just this beautiful sense of this like shared Portuguese identity that I love. And I think, you know, when I meet other Portuguese people, I connect with them. I don't know. It's really nice. Yeah. Again, it's Fadu is, is such an, an integral part of the Portuguese experience, really. And also of the Lisbon experience in uh, in particular. Lisboa, menina e moça, menina, da luz que os meus olhos veem, da amura. Meus cheios são as colinas, Marina, Marina, pregão que me traz à porta de rua, cidade a ponto luz, morada. There are several places in Lisbon that are very important to Faldu music and where you can go and where you can really feel the presence of Faldu music. Probably the most uh, prevalent of these would be uh, a neighborhood called Moraria, mm. which is very close to the Praça de Martim Muniz, which we mentioned in a previous episode about what to see in Lisbon. And it's, it's a very old neighborhood, a very typical neighborhood, but it's important in part because one of the first famous Fadishtos, whose name was Maria Severa, uh, was from there. And there is, to this day, in the building where she lived, there is actually a Fadu house. And also, all around the streets of Moraria, there are these plaques honoring all different fadistas, faldu singers, from throughout history. So as you walk through the streets of Moraria, it's very much almost like an outdoor hall of fame of mm. fadu. And the, the, the painting of Miria Savara is beautiful. It's a very colorful, really, really lovely uh, painting. But really everyone throughout history of fadu is represented there. Yeah, it's a cool place to tour around. Um, and I think they did such a great job with like all of these various mosaics. It just looks so beautiful. Yeah. Another uh, neighborhood where you definitely feel the presence of Fadu is Alfama, which is not far from Moraria. And it's 
similar in that it's a very, very traditional Lisbon neighborhood. There are many places to listen to Fadu in Alfama, especially. Uh, both Fadu houses and what I would uh, refer to more as Fadu bars, and we'll talk about the distinction between those in a bit. But besides having a lot of places to listen to Fadu in Alfama, Alfama also hosts the Museu de Fadu, the Museum of Fadu. That's a really cool place. Um, and I love it because you can, depending on your appetite for Fadu music, you can you kind of go quickly through the exhibitions and just kind of get a sense of the, the history of Fadu and how it's evolved over time um, in a pretty quick way. Or if you really want to like go deep, there's these wonderful listening stations where you can just sit down for hours, honestly, and listen to bits and pieces of Fadu music, you know, from the ages. And it's just a wonderful way to familiarize yourself with some of like the most famous Fadishas. And I love it there. It's it's a great place to learn about the history of Fadu. But any discussion of the history of Fadu has to involve the greatest Fadishta of all time. I don't think there is even any argument, or I'm not aware of there being any argument as to who the greatest is, and that is Amalia Rodrigues. And in Portugal, you would just say Amalia. It would be like saying Elvis. If you say <laughs> Amalia, everyone knows who you're talking about because she was the greatest of all time. Yeah, she is pretty spectacular, and she's so important to the Portuguese people. She was born in a neighborhood near Moraria and really, you know, really brought Fadu to the worldwide stage. Like, because of her, this is why Fadu is, like, internationally recognized. Yeah, yeah, and she was just, uh, yeah, incomparable. And I think what we're going to do now is play a small, uh, a short clip of her music. This is one of the songs that she's probably most famous for, it's called Nem as Paredes Confesso. Que ao fim eu não mereça ver se me deitas depois culpas no rosto, isto é sincero, porque não quero dar-te um desgosto. So that was Amalia, 
and that song what the the title of the song means is not even to the walls will i confess so what she's saying is like it's a secret love nobody's going to find out who it is that she loves or even if she loves anyone at all no matter what you do she's not going to confess even to the walls yeah i I love that whole idea of a secret love and i think you know, we mentioned before that Falu is like the music of the of the working class, but it's also the music of courtesans. Like they would go around and sing Falu music. So I always wonder, you know, maybe they had secret loves that they spoke about. If you want to learn more about Amalia, you can actually go visit her house. And it's lovely, just a really wonderful way to kind of get to know this woman in her space. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's interesting. If certainly if you're a fan of Amalia, I would highly recommend it. It's perhaps not considered opulent by modern standards, but I think that at the time that she lived there, it was certainly a, a nicer place than certainly the typical Portuguese person would have, as you would expect. But one of the things I really like about it is in her backyard, she had an orange tree. And that reminded her of the fact that she came from very working class or maybe even lower class background where when she was younger, she would actually sell fruit such as oranges. So it was sort of a reminder of her roots where she had come from. Her house has a lot of the awards that she's won and a lot of the things that she collected over the years. So if you're interested in Amalia, I would uh, recommend doing that. Yeah, it's wonderful. And she was so important to the Portuguese people that when she died, the country actually declared three days of mourning. I mean, which is pretty, three days is is pretty incredible. And in addition to that, her tomb is actually in the Pantheon, which is a beautiful structure, which I believe used to be a church. And now it's where many of... Portugal's most famous people, especially many former heads of state, are interred. So you have all of these politicians and these really important people from throughout history, and you have Amalia there too, which demonstrates just how important she is to Portuguese identity. Yeah. So hopefully we've inspired you to listen to Faldo music, and hopefully if you're planning a trip to Lisbon, you will go out and listen to some Faldo music. Yeah, and there are basically what I would consider two different types of places where you can hear father music. Traditionally, you would hear father music in what might be called a father house. These tend to be situated largely in Alfama and Baidualtu, although there are others in other neighborhoods. And going to a father house is, is considered sort of a... a a time commitment where you're going to go probably for dinner, you're going to stay for the evening, and throughout the evening, different performers will cycle in to the Fadu house, perform a few songs, and then go to a different Fadu house so that if you, you can stay in one place and you get to hear all of the performers who are performing in the neighborhood. And I feel like in, in these Fadu houses... It's definitely, you're definitely going to get a more professional style uh, singer. 
And there's there's definitely an etiquette, and this is probably true of any fadu performance, no matter where you hear it, but especially in a fadu house, where when the performer is singing, really nobody should be talking, just it should be silent except for the, the fadu singer. Yeah, they won't be serving dinner while the singer is singing. You know, it'll be expected that you're eating when there, there are breaks. And so if you're interested in doing this, I would highly recommend that you make a reservation. It's not, um, it's not an inexpensive experience. It, it's not crazy expensive, but it's definitely, you know, something that is special and that you'll, you know, if you want to do this type of thing, you just need to kind of save your night for it. Yeah, I agree. And there are two Faldu houses that I have enjoyed attending in the past. One of them in Alfama is called Paririnha de Alfama. I remember when I told my grandmother that I had gone there, she said, oh, well, you went to the best one. I mean, it's been there forever. Uh, great tradition, wonderful uh, musicians and singers. Uh, the other place, Senor Vinu, is actually not in a traditional Fadu neighborhood. It's in a neighborhood called Lapa, which is kind of a well-to-do neighborhood. It's it's in the area of the Jardin d'Estrella, and it's owned by a Fadista who has been around for many, many years, whose name is Maria de Fe. And she's even there sometimes, and I believe even sings songs sometimes. But the, the, the father performers that they get there are really excellent, and the food is actually very good as well. Your parents have a great story about an experience there. Yeah, my parents went uh, not too long ago, and they were having a great time. And this woman comes in, and people, I guess, start to make kind of a big deal uh, about her. And eventually, this woman who had come in it was asked to go up and perform, and she did, and everybody was, was, you know, enraptured. And unbeknownst to my parents at the time, the the woman in question was actually Marisa. I, I can't even imagine, like, what I would do if I were in their situation. I would have, like, yeah. killed over. Well. Really. <laughs> Yeah, in some ways, maybe it's better that my parents didn't know who she <laughs> no. was because they didn't really know it's amazing. what they were in, in the presence of. But uh, I don't know if I would even be able to pay attention to her. I think I would be like having like hot flashes or something. I would be I would be crazed. <laughs> well, luckily, that didn't happen. But my mother did actually get to take a picture with her, which was really nice. That's amazing. So I can't guarantee that when you go to Senor Vinu that Marisa will show up, but you never know. Yeah, that's wonderful. But if you're not in the mood to do a Faldu house, if you're kind of short on time or, you know, just want to be a little bit more casual about your your travels in Lisbon, you have another wonderful option. Yeah, I think that as you're walking around, you'll see sort of smaller, more informal places, which I tend to refer to as more of like a fadu bar rather than a, a fadu house where you're going to go and have dinner. In a fadu bar, you can just go in, listen to some music, have a drink, maybe have a bottle of wine, some tapas or some, some appetizers perhaps. Uh, but it's definitely a less formal experience, definitely a, a less of a time commitment where you're not really expected to be there for the whole evening. 
Now, you still want to pay respect to the performers, and you definitely don't want to walk in while they're performing, but it's, in general, a little bit more low-key of a situation. And you can kind of tell as you're walking through the streets, again, there are a lot of these in Alfama, uh, where, you know, you just look in, it's more of like a tavern atmosphere, and you can kind of tell that it's a place where, hey, maybe I'll just go grab a drink and listen to some music for a little while. Yeah. And actually, to our listeners, you have sort of been, if you've been listening to our podcast faithfully, or, you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, you have actually been to a Faldu bar in a virtual way, but you've been there. Yeah, it's true, because all of the music that you've heard on our podcast, whether it be the opening music, the closing music, or the music that we play between the segments, that was all recorded at a wonderful fadu bar called Duke de Rua. I love Duke de Rua. The people there are so kind. They are, really. It's a, it's a wonderful community, really. It's not just performers, you know, just showing up there. It, it really is a community. And it, it's actually very interesting. They describe the style of Fadu there as Fadu Vadu, which literally translated Vadu means like vagabond, mm. almost like stray, or, you know, you can just picture these people just kind of coming together, you know, out of different places and just forming this community where they can all uh, perform together. It's really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And we're really excited because we actually were able to interview two people from Duke de Rua. We interviewed Helder Aragon, who started Duke de Rua along with a few other folks. We also got to speak to one of the, the performers there, Marco Erich, who talks a lot about sort of what Faldu means to him. And there's actually a really wonderful surprise at the end of the interview. So this is Tori, and I'm here with Paul, and we're very excited to be at this beautiful Faldu bar called Duke da Rua. We have been here a few times, and it's always been a very special moment for us. I've connected a lot with the music that has been sung here, and it's a really unique place. And we are excited to talk to both Marco Enrique and Elder Aragao. Hopefully, I said that okay. Um, so we're going to learn a little bit about what Faldu music is, and also just kind of talk about what that music means to each of them personally. So Marco, maybe we could start a little bit with you. How would you describe, what exactly is Faldu music? For someone who never ever heard of it before, what would you describe it as? Well, firstly, Fado music, it's, it's, um, I think it's the base, it's uh, world music. Uh, then it's, uh, it's the, most, uh, the most important and the most famous uh, type of music, Portuguese music. Uh, that when we talk about Fado, we talk about Portugal. That one, I think it's a symbol. I think it's like uh, like uh, samba in Brazil. It's like uh, tango in Argentina, uh, flamenco in Spain. Fado, it's that. It's unique. It's Portuguese music, and now it's it's world music, in fact. And so, my understanding of Fado music, there is obviously the Portuguese guitar, the guitarra, um, the guitar, guitar. Um, how it tends to be kind of soulful, melancholy. These are the words I've heard to describe Fadu. 
would you use those words? Because I've often also heard things that are celebration in some ways. That one, it's not my opinion. Mm -hmm. the, the, father, the father, for me, it's not, it's, uh, it's not sadness. For me, it's happiness. Mm -hmm. Because for me, for me, for me it's, it's um, usually I said, it's my therapy. Yeah. <laughs> when I think that, I, I feel okay. It's it's very nice for me. So for me, it's not sadness. But in the beginning, it was because uh, fado fado means the the past, the bad past. You have the the word saudade in the middle, and that one it's it means sadness. Um, in the beginning. Uh, um, then, then the the father singers they they mixed the the um, good good lyrics, uh, and 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 then the, in the middle of or in the the beginning of the the 20th century, uh, they start to do another kind of father mixed yeah. and then you have the 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 fado canção and the marchas populares right now in Santo Antonio you have that kind so for me it's not sadness it's um, you have the, the the beginning and and now it's it's different it's it's a good evolution and so you sing fado music how did you start singing it I don't know. I am Portuguese. <laughs> I am Portuguese. I don't know. I think it's it's. Uh, do you like or you don't like? Mm -hmm. It's that. You can do it or not. Right. It's just that you 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 don't need glasses. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's that. Did you grow up listening to it? Was it always played yeah. in your home? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> um, who are some of your favorite fadistas? Oh, well, well, the queen, right. Amalia Rodrigues. <laughs> that one, it's the, it's the queen. And then, then we have, and that one, it's very important. Uh, we have a lot of new singers and good singers. Right. Yeah. Um, for example, you have... Kamane, it's it's a nice, oh, right. a very nice singer. Um, I don't know, Anamora, mm -hmm. um, it's very nice. You have a lot, a lot of uh, Gisela João. It's very nice. It's it's very good. You have a lot. That one, they are three three singers, but you have more and more and more. Uh, Fortunately. <laughs> so my first experience with Fadu was many, many years ago. I actually went to the University of Coimbra for a, to do like some Portuguese lessons after I graduated college. And in Coimbra, it's a very different style of Fadu. So that was my first understanding. And then when I came to learn about you know other types of Fadu, it was just like a whole new world opened up for me. It was it was wonderful. Yes. I'm, I am come from Coimbra. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I know what it is. Uh, but that one, it's, it's uh, a different fado. Um, in the beginning, again, he, he, uh, that kind of fado, it was just for men. Because in the beginning, the university, it was just for men. So mm -hmm. that one, it's the reason it's very, very, very different. Um, but it's nice, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Maybe we could, I would love to get your ideas, Elder, of, of, <laughs> of Fadu. 
Yes, uh, some people used to, say, used to study. The, uh, some people say that Faro came from medieval times. Uh, I heard that, I learned that a few years ago. But for me, it's, if you know the, as I was I told you, if you know some of the, the, the roots of the African music, it has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, and, yeah, yeah. And, and for me, it came from, from the time where we used to, to bring slaves from Africa to Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, and especially because in the coast of Africa, near Morocco, near Sawira, there is a place where we also pick up slaves, and you have some Morocco stylish music, which is very similar to Faro also. Mm. So for me, it came from those days, mm-hmm. I don't know. And you grew up in Africa, is that uh, right? I grew up in Mozambique, yes. Mozambique. Yeah. So how did you end up in Lisbon? Oof, it was quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> after the independence of the country, we moved to Cape Town. And then after Cape Town, we did, my father decided to, to return to his origins. So I love hearing, again, um, you know, I think, again, music really, our experience with music is a lot based on our own personal experiences. So it's interesting to hear because of your own African roots that when you hear father music, you're also hearing a lot of your own country and like the history there too. You feel a lot. Some some of the the, the rhythms are, for me, they are very similar Mm -hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Fado song? I do. Uh, I don't remember the name. <laughs> Help me. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the one you sang with... Uh, he, he, sing, he sing, he's the one that sings that Fado. The one you sing, uh, the first Fado you start singing here. People for the song. I had a heart. It's mm, wonderful. So could you talk a little bit about Duke da Rua? Like, this well, place seems very special. How is it different from other places in Lisbon? I think it's thanks to all of you, because this works a lot from mouth to, what do you say, from mouth to... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. And uh, because they are just friends that love singing, and afterward they drop by, they have a drink, and they sing. So it's... For me, it's a non-touristic place, uh, meaning that you have different voices, different feelings. Mm. Uh, each one sings, and they all sing very good for me. Uh, so for our audience who may not know, uh, essentially, basically, people sign up to, it's kind of like an open mic. Is that how we would call it in the US? Mm-hmm. So people would come up, sign up to sing. They don't have to be professional singers. And then they yes. come and sing a few songs. Yeah, if they night, want. If yeah. they want. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful. Uh, it's really special in so many ways. It is for me. It is. It's uh, and for all of them, I yeah, think too. I think, I think so too. And it's not a fado house, you know, where you just go, you listen to three fados, and then uh, you stop for one hour, then three more fados. It's uh, we try to people to feel home. That's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The idea also. It's wonderful. We are a big family. Yeah. So <laughs> it's great. Do you have any other? Do you have any questions you want to ask? So, did all of the the singers who sing here? Did they tend to know each other already before they started singing here? Were they already friends, or did they become friends they, through here? Most of them, they become friends. Mm-hmm. Nuno was the first one, together mm-hmm. with Marco and uh, Anna, and then people start to heard about the bar and they start 
coming and asking, mm -hmm. can I sing? Uh, yeah. So the painting, the painting, it's the beginning. Okay, it's yes. The, the very yeah. beginning, so... Yeah. Well. And then you have more and more. Yes. We'll post a uh, photo of that painting on <laughs> yeah. the website so people can see. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, like to, I like when I'm sitting there to, to figure out if the person who's singing is in that painting. <laughs> and I do, I, I, I really love the fact that when somebody's singing, you know, sometimes everyone else will just start singing because they know the song. It really feels like a, a community. I think yes. that's what really makes this place really special. Different. Yeah, yes, yeah. Different, yes, yes. Yeah. Is there anything else that we should know before, other than telling people to come here and, and make sure that they get to visit you? Uh, I don't know, Marco. They need to come. They need to come. They need to feel. Yes. I think it's the most important. Usually, usually the people said that it's the most important in, in when we are singing, it's the feeling. And because the most of the people don't understand nothing, the words, the lyric, and, and uh, the people usually said, oh, it's so nice, the feeling. And I think it's that, it's the most important. Yeah, so we didn't plan this, but would you be willing to sing a little verse or two of a, one of your Faldu, one of your favorite Faldu songs? When, when? Right now, maybe. Right now, <laughs> without guitars. <laughs> we can come back with guitars if you want, but your voice is pretty special. It was just Ooh. wonderful to hear it the other night. But okay, I, I don't I want to put you on the spot, but I, your voice is pretty special. Well, so um, I think it's the most the most important fact for me. The name is Tive um, Coração. Tive um coração perdido, ai quem mudar encontrar. Tive um coração perdido, ai quem mudar encontrar. Preso no fundo do rio. Oh, afogado no mar, preso no fundo do rio. Oh, afogado no mar. That one needs the beginning, just. <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you so much. That's your favorite. Do you sing, Elder? In the shower. In the shower? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Should I ask you to sing? No, no, no. No? no. <laughs> Thank you. They don't allow me. They don't allow you. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. They didn't allow me. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for both of you. This yeah. has been really wonderful. And we thank you for coming. Yeah. We thank you for keep coming and uh, for all your, your interest also in us, in Faro, in Portugal, and uh, we hope to see you again. It's Absolutely. Thank you so much. And welcome, welcome to Lisbon again and yes. again and again. <laughs> thank you again. Thanks. Obrigada. Thank you. Obrigada. That was so wonderful. I just I love hearing their voices and 
they're again they're such wonderful people so if you're in Lisbon I would highly recommend that you get there and get to experience them yeah I one of the great experiences that you can have when you travel is to feel like you're living in the place like you're not just a tourist just looking around where you feel like you're part of the community that you're visiting and to me there's no place in Lisbon where I get that that feeling more powerfully than at Duc de Ruet so it's wonderful yeah it's great so we've mentioned quite a lot here in this episode about different Falu songs places that you can go to we will have all of this information on our website to lisbonwithlove.com so definitely go there for the show notes yeah, and in this episode, we've mentioned a lot of different neighborhoods where you can really feel the influence of Father Music from Moraria to Alfama to Bairualtu. And in our next episode, we're going to do a deep dive into these neighborhoods and lots of other neighborhoods throughout Lisbon. I can't wait. Yeah, I think so. If you're maybe thinking about where you want to stay when you visit Lisbon, especially if you're looking at maybe renting an apartment and you want to know... You know, what's this neighborhood like versus that? Um, I think this will be a very informative episode for you. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, We look forward to chatting with you again soon. And até já. Até logo. Thanks for listening to To Lisbon with Love with your hosts, Paul Barakiro and Tori Costa. For more information on all the places and things that we've mentioned in this episode, visit twolisbonwithlove.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, where we share photos of everything that the beautiful city of Lisbon has to offer. Unless otherwise noted, all music on To Lisbon With Love was recorded live at Duke de Rua, a wonderful Fadu bar featuring live music five nights a week just steps up from the Rusiu in the heart of Lisbon. Visit our friends there and let them know that we sent you. Are you enjoying To Lisbon With Love? If so, please subscribe, rate us, and share with your friends. Is there something about Lisbon that you're dying to know about? Send an email to twolisbonwithlove at gmail.com and let us know. Obrigada. Obrigada. Obrigada.